Radio. This is Catholics Read on cradio.org.au. Welcome to this episode of Catholics Read. I'm Luke. And I'm Kiara. And I'm Victoria. And in this episode, Kiara is um, is going to be talking about uh, G.K. Chesterton's Heretics. Um, We're going back to 1905. 1905. Get in that time machine and... <laughs> go back. Although, you know, I don't know. What does a time machine sound like? I don't know. What does a time machine sound like? <laughs> Boop. Um, yeah, so... TARDIS noise. TARDIS noise. DeLorean. Yeah. <laughs> Um, So, um, Heretics is a series of essays, so to speak. Like, each of the chapters, they they do relate and have sort of a flow, so to speak. But you could actually read each of these on their own as self-contained essays. Um, And, you know, you'd be very, very happy. And um, they have lots of um, interesting titles, (laughs) um, (laughs) such as, for example, chapter uh, chapter 9, The Moods of Mr. George Moore. Um, science and the savages, uh, Celts and Celtophiles. Um, is this the one where he talks about Australia? I think Australia gets a mention Australia there Australia does get, get a mention. Um, is it a favourable mention? Yes, 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 yes. Oh, I believe good. so. He's talking about the Irish or something in Australia. And, um, so he goes... I don't remember. Okay, that's not the one I'm thinking of. Um, so he, so he talks about, um... We get a mention, yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he goes, he goes in, he goes into the, this whole book is basically arguing against what he sees are the uh, heresies of modern culture and philosophy, um, and why they're what, what's wrong with them. Um, so, so, so he very, so you very. Would, so you would say that so, I guess like each of the titles indicates. A, her- a particular heresy, which means you need to talk about the best chapter title. Oh ever. yes, yes, yes. So, so G.K. Chesterton does mention several people by name in his chapter title. So, for example, on Mister Rudyard uh, Kipling and making the world small, Mister H.G. Wells and the Giants, uh, Omar of the Sacred Vine, uh, you know, the paganism of, and Mister Lowe's Dickinson. You know, very. And then, but then, then he has chapter four, just Mister Bernard Shaw. That's it. That's, That's it. it. No, no nothing else. Necessary. No explanation necessary. You could tell what great friends these guys were. Um, and they, they had lunch every week um, together, along with H.G. Wells as well. But I'm he sure dedicated uh, Bernard Shaw would have um, laughed quite heartily when he opened up the contents. Or page. he probably swore and threw it across the room, which is also just as likely. Um, oh, Mr. I which one it was. Mr. Bernard Shaw was uh, well known for being a, a crotchety old, crotchety old sod as well. It's a bit like um, mostly because, probably because he was the, vegetarian. Um, our, our <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Actually, we have to. Uh, sorry, this, I'm joking. No offense, men against no, vegetarians. vegetarians. It's all Mr. good. Bernard but there Shaw is a was poem. a grumpy was a grumpy old sod, um, um, and and also happened to be a vegetarian. So G. I G. just Chester. made a God yes. secretary. G.K. Chesterton does write a poem called about, Vegetarians about vegetarianism. Yes, and and, she, and he's making fun of Mr. Uh, of uh, George, George Bernard Shaw. Um, but you could see in in our show, like it's almost like like there's this ongoing like gag of like you know Lex Luthor and Clark Kent, <laughs> you know George, George Bernard, Bernard Shaw and, and G.K. Chesterton, yes. like you know they're the, no, they're the quintessential the Joker and Batman, yeah, like you they're, know they're, they're constantly it. at it. Yeah, but they're, they're the quintessential fr- friendlies. But I don't think that the Joker and Batman would go for beer afterwards, but these two guys, could, yeah, these so. guys go for beers afterwards, and um, that is you know what we can laugh about that, but I think that's actually a f- a really good trait to have because yeah. you can butt heads with someone, but in 
you know, if you can break bread with them after, I think that's a that yeah, that's a notable thing. It is, and you know what? They both had a great amount of respect for each other, um, mostly because both of, uh, they they kept each other sharp. Mm. Like you've and got we need it. More of that in dialogue in our yeah. society nowadays, because nowadays, if you if you disagree with someone, uh, you're evil. You're a heretic, burn them, um, like, is not too far off uh, of a reaction, well, yeah, so to speak. Whereas, you know, uh, G.K. Chesterton could accuse Mr. Shaw of being a heretic and then go have beer with him afterwards. So, um, it's an excellent way, uh, you know, type of evangelization. Take someone out for a beer, have a chat to them. Yeah. Find out that they're human. Mm. Which brings me to the chapter that I really want to talk about, which is a fascinating. Bernard Shaw. No, it's not Mr. That, that's Just a fantastic- quickly, what does he say in that chapter? Oh, I've read it a while ago, so I can't remember. That's okay. Um, it's homework for us. We'll, we'll go through it. Yeah, yeah. Go, go pick it up and read it because yeah, he's- uh, G.K. Chesterton has this maddening, frustrating writing style that is at once obvious, like, you know, obscure and also profoundly clear. Like, this man is the master of a paradoxical sentence. Yeah, well, that's- and what, You know, you have to read every sentence twice going, huh, what, what, oh, oh. Actually, like, someone once said that of G.K. Chesterton, but they were uh, talking about his book on Thomas Aquinas, and they said he is the I've, master of paradoxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no I've, I've read some of his book on Thomas Aquinas. Paradox is the plural of paradox. Paradoxes? Pa- Paradoxi? We do know, though, however, <laughs> I don't know. that dwarves is the plural of dwarf, but we were talking about that before the recording. But anyway, <laughs> um, um, Chiara, yes. Yes. Yeah, so, what were we talking about? Yeah, so, I mean, it, 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 you know, f- fair warning, if you ever decide to pick up any Chesterton, um, maddening style of writing, and I can see why some people would just find him incredibly frustrating and, you know, not want to engage mm. with it. Because but another type of temperament would find it very enjoyable. Oh, yes, yes, plenty of other temperaments would find that, would find him thoroughly insightful and chortle away and, you know, just get... <laughs> Chortle's get the right word. Yes, Chortle. yes. Um, <laughs> and so um, what I wanted, the, the particular chapter that I wanted to talk about in this, because I think it is really, really pertinent right now in light of the uh, terrible things that have happened over in the United States with the, um, pro, you know, the uh, mm. killing of... Uh, the murder of two uh, two young African American men, and the mm. subsequent uh, murder, uh, you know, mass murder of police officers, and um, all all that uh, ruckus going on in America at the moment. Um, I think this the chapter um, chapter what is it? It's in Roman numerals. Give me a second. Chapter fourteen. <laughs> um, chapter fourteen. This is my this is my dyslexia chapter kicking in. X I X V I X X I V X I V. Yeah, chapter fourteen on certain modern writers and the institution of the family. Now, despite its title, he doesn't actually talk much about the family itself. He uses it as a springing point for this real the, the the central point of this particular essay slash chapter, which I'm going to actually share with you because it is amazing. Um, we make our friends, we make our enemies, but God makes our next door neighbor. Hence, he comes to us clad in all the careless terrors of nature. He is as strange as the stars, as reckless as and indifferent as the rain. He is man, the most terrible of beasts. That is why the old religions and the old scriptural language showed so sharp a wisdom when they spoke not of one's duty towards humanity, but of one's duty towards one's neighbour. The duty towards humanity may often take the form of some choice which is personal or even pleasurable. That duty may be a hobby. It may even be a dissipation. We may work in the East End because we are peculiarly fitted to work in the East End, or because we think we are. 
We may fight for the cause of international peace because we are very fond of fighting. The most monstrous martyrdom, the most repulsive experience, may be the result of a choice or kind of taste. We may be made to be particularly fond of lunatics or specially interested in leprosy, but we have to love our neighbour because he is there. A much more alarming reason for a much more serious operation. He is the sample of humanity which is actually given us. Precisely because he may be anybody, he is everybody. He is a symbol because he is an accident. And... Yeah. Wow. Like, that I think is probably the clearest... That's as clear as Chesterton will ever get, quite frankly. And this is actually the most direct paragraph, I think, in the entire book, uh, given his paradoxical turn of phrase. But Well, even that is all paradox, but... Yeah, yeah. no, but that is... Like, you know, I read that and I was just like, oh, that's what's wrong with the world today. That is what's Mm. wrong with the world today because... We have lost the sense that we, because you hear it everywhere. You've got to love people. You have to love people. You've got to love humanity. People blah is blah an blah. People is an abstraction. It, that's exactly right. People are an abstraction. And how do we do that? We do that by loving our neighbour. Hmm. Yes, that crazy lady next door who, like, you know, uh, tries to annoy you by calling the parking rangers on your card, try and book you, for, even though you're parked perfectly <laughs> legally. Like, that's the. I've never had that problem. I, I, I know people have this problem. No, <laughs> I don't have that problem. But a colleague of mine has that problem. Um, <laughs> the colleague of mine has that problem. Do and- we even have parking police in Penrith? Yes, but um, yeah. Or the or the that person could be. Um, your neighbour could be that person that made that awesome meme that my brother sends to me all the time that says, my um, my neighbours listen to good music, whether they like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. It could be that person. Um, yeah, so it could, you know, it could be, you know, <laughs> my neighbours listen to good music, whether they like it or not. Oh, oh those poor unfortunate souls. Um, so this is, so that particular passage, I think, is... So, so relevant today because uh, – so, so relevant today. Even though Ch- uh, Chester wrote it well over over 100 years ago now, 110 years ago. Mm. Um, wow. Yeah. Ooh. 110 years ago, the social dislocation that he was witnessing in his time, I think, has gotten 10 times worse than what it was. Well, people don't even know their neighbours anymore. Quite no. frankly, like... Do you like, know your neighbours? Like most people in the suburbs, I have two neighbours. I actually... I, well, you, most people have three, but we, we back onto the um, the bush. So you have um, one I on know, either side? One on either side. I know one of them because she's, she's very lovely. She comes around every once in a while, calls us and stuff. The people next door, we've lived next to them, I think, for, I don't know, seven years. I wouldn't have a clue who they are. And that's not an uncommon thing now no, nowadays no, in no. suburban Sydney. no. No, I mean... Or you, you get up, you go to work, you come home, you go to bed. Yeah, like I'd wave to them, but I don't know their names, yeah. unfortunately. I should really yeah. work on that. It's, it's a lack of... There's a lack of community there. Mm. And it's something that I think we've perhaps lost. But but G.K. Chesterton is so right in the sense that the most difficult task is actually to love your neighbour. Literally love your neighbour is in the person who lives in your, you know, next door to you, in your street, in your parish, could in your community. It could even be, like, the person community. in the cubicle next to you at work. You it know, that's your neighbour. Yeah, it could be a person with it, you know, because they're, you, have no, you have no control over them whatsoever. They are in your space. They are in your face sometimes, if especially, mm. you know, they are, you know, you're living on, especially an apartment block, for example, where you're living mm. on top of each other. You, yet we have this real sense of dislocation, you know, that we've got this real, like, lack of connection with that. And quite frankly, your duty as a Christian is to love your neighbour. And the most literal interpretation of that is 
whoever is around you physically, mm-hmm. start there. Because if you can't love those people, I mean, how the heck are you going to love, you know, how the heck are you going to love your family? How the heck are you going to love people, you know, a complete stranger that you happen to come across? Mm-hmm. Um, how are you going to love the people at work? How, you know, if you can't love, and when I say love, I mean will the good mm-hmm. of the people around, of the people who are in your immediate contact with, then, you know, you've got no hope of loving humanity, whatever that means, yeah. because you yeah. won't actually love it. It'll be something, it'll, it'll just be an object that you use that will, you know, give you, you know, give you a nice soapbox to stand on social media or whatever and, you know, railing against, you know, racism or whatever. And, you know, this is one of the sharp, sharp distinctions, I think, that I'm seeing coming out of the incidents by all the, you know, all the tragedies in the United States at the moment is the sharp sort of hypocrisy between so many um, between the all lives matter and the black lives matter. And this is exactly what GK Chesterton is talking about here by dismissing the black lives matter by saying, well, no, really all lives matter because all people are equal and worth and dignity, whatever you're actually minimizing the real racism that they experience mm. every day. You are not loving your neighbor. You are loving humanity and you're using that abstraction to beat hurting people over the head with. And, what you do need to say, yes, black lives do matter. And he, you know, I'm, you know, and I'm sorry, I'm going to be a better neighbor to you. And, you know, how can I, you know, how can I make your, how can I make your life better? How can I, you know, what do you need? That is what, that is the proper response to the black lives matter hashtag is to stop and go, you're my neighbor. I'm so sorry. You know, what can I do to make this better? You know, how can we make this better? Um, not go, oh, well, you know, Everyone is, you know, everyone has equal dignity under the constitution, blah, 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 blah. It and, becomes, you know, all that sort becomes, of stuff. It becomes, it's using, it's using what's a, what's a genuine point. Yes. As a dismissal. Yes. Because it's not, everyone has, res- everyone has rights under the constitution. Therefore, anybody who's being, uh, who's having their dignity taken away from them is bad. It's everyone has rights under the constitution. Therefore, you have no right to complain. Yeah. When, That's not the conclusion to that argument. Yeah. Um, no, I'm, not, I'm not particularly familiar with this. No. And, um, though, but, you know, and this is, um, and, you know, the, the, yeah, the, so, the, I mean, this is so, so pertinent. I, I love that paragraph from GK Chesterton. Like, read the rest of it, if not just for that paragraph, to see it in context and to see what he does with it. But, yeah, I, I yeah, fantastic book. It, it takes a bit of time to read purely because you do need to take a break from it because there's only so much paradox one brain can handle at once. <laughs> um, yeah, good fun though. How yeah. many Chesterton's have we done oh, now? Done a few. We've done the man. We who did was the Thursday. on lying in bed one. The man was man Thursday. Was Thursday. On lying in bed was the cat. The cabman. The little. The oh yeah. The extraordinary cabman. It's our fourth. Fourth Chesterton. So he gets mentioned almost every episode. So. <laughs> And then we had. And Can we you tell a, we're a bit fa- we're, we're fans? <laughs> well, I mean, it's no, he's he's very good and he's being rediscovered, and it's quite easy to to to, to find his books as well. Oh yeah, well they're all out of copyright now. They're all out of copyright. Yeah, they're all on Gutenberg as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, this With is that, a very quick episode hmm. um, because we're we're on a we're on a tight schedule, schedule here, people. Um. So we will. Um, Yes, we will see you in the next episode. I don't know what the next episode's going to be. Yeah, so the next episode might be like one of our Skype sessions or something. I'm not sure. (laughs) But yeah, we will, um, nonetheless, we will see you uh, in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.
That was an episode of Catholics Read from cradio.org.au.